Hey there, I just wanted to update you on something really quick before we get into the show. And I've actually gone back and inserted this little part after the show's gone live, retrospectively, rather than trying to re-record a whole section of the show. I thought that'd be easier. So in this episode, towards the end of the show, I make mention of a resource that subscribers to the Marketing Builder Patreon page can access to help them work through the topic of this show and the advice. Now, Patreon is a membership-based website where people can access bonus materials for usually, say, a, a small monthly fee. The thing is, I had wanted to test the Patreon platform for some time, and when I launched this podcast, I thought, well, why not put the resources on the Patreon page and just see the appetite for people to maybe pay a small amount and access those resources. It was never about the money. Heck, it's only four US dollars a month is where I set the price at to access the resources for each show. But now, after 18 episodes or so, it's just all too hard. Not many people have subscribed, and I kind of feel I know how the platform works, and it may one day be a valuable resource on a client project. At least it's there as an option for the right projects. But for now, I've shifted all the resources for each show to that episode's show notes, and you can go and access those resources for free. Just head along there, hit the download link, and you can access them for free. I've killed the Patreon page, and going forward, all show resources will be available for free. Cheers. Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp, and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Hey, 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 legends. Pumped to have you joining me for episode five. I hope you are crushing it right now with your marketing, but if not, don't stress, because in this episode, we're going to take a look at the common steps that people go through when they buy anything and how you really need to keep it top of mind and how you can use it to your advantage in your marketing. So to get things started, I want you to think of two things that you've recently bought. Think of one that was pretty straightforward and one that was a little bit more complex, and I'll give you a few seconds to do that. Okay, have you got two examples? One simple and one complex? Awesome, sweet, okay. So now I want you to think about what they have in common. And before you do that, here's a hint. It's not that you were involved and it isn't the fact that something was actually purchased. So have a think about what they've got in common and here's a couple of seconds to do that. Okay, what did you come up with? If you answered, well, I went through exactly the same steps for both purchases, then you, my friend, are 100% correct. But if you're now scrunching up your face and thinking, huh, what, no way, then let's break it down. No matter what you buy, whether it is complex, simple, business to consumer or business to business, every purchase follows six steps and it's known as the buy decision process. If you jump on Google, you might find some different names and you might find some examples that only have four or five steps. But for me personally, I think those models are a little light on and that six steps is the real and perfect number for you to frame all your marketing around. I suppose it doesn't matter greatly. The key is just to understand the process that people go through when they buy something. 
Okay, so what are the six steps in the buy decision process and why should you care? Well, let's start off with the why you should care bit. The reason you should care is that a lot of businesses simply focus at the top of the sales funnel with awareness and initial engagement. However, that's usually pretty naive because there's a whole bunch of stuff after awareness and initial engagement where your potential customer can be influenced and nurtured to continue to move towards purchase from you or you can lose them. So the six steps of the buy decision process are one, awareness, two, research, three, evaluation, four, decision, five, purchase, and six, post-purchase evaluation. The first step, awareness, is when the potential customer becomes aware that they have a need, a want, or a problem, and they resolve to do something about it. And the thing is, they may decide not to do something about it straight away, but they know they will eventually. Think about it. There's probably some things in your life that you know you need to get done or you need to buy, but you haven't moved forward on them yet. You might be getting your roof fixed or changing house insurers or car insurers or booking your next holiday or just picking a restaurant for Saturday night. As you might be thinking, this is where awareness-type marketing tactics have an impact with things like ads. However, once somebody does decide to do something, they start step two, research. That's where they'll jump online and start researching and and searching for information to help them as well as asking their friends and family and networks for recommendations and advice. Or they just rely on past experiences, good and bad, to help inform them. As they gather information, they are evaluating what they find. That's step three, evaluation. Maybe they find what they think they need, but maybe the solution they had in their head isn't quite right, it's too expensive. Or maybe their research just throws up a whole lot of other questions that they hadn't thought of that they need to cover off. So remember, as they evaluate the information at this stage, they may actually regress to step two and do more research as they start to form maybe more of an idea of what a suitable solution looks like. However, they will eventually move to step four where they make a decision. That decision may be that they can't solve their need, want or problem and they just give up or they may find the right solution and decide to buy it. Keep in mind though that they may make a decision but not actually act on it straight away. Just like the examples around awareness that I gave, let's use uh, booking a holiday, they may have decided to visit a certain spot maybe sometime next year but they haven't actually committed to it through booking and purchase. So up until that purchase point, they could be tempted to go somewhere else based on what their friends and family recommend or some awesome deals that land in their inbox. Have you ever been to the shops and found something you like? Say a new piece of clothing, but then you think, oh, look, I'll just go around and have a look a little bit more, see if there's something that might be better. That right there, that's an opportunity for the sale to be lost if you are the one selling that piece of clothing. Or I'm sure there's plenty of things that you've looked at that you know you are going to buy, but you just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Maybe you're saving up or maybe you don't need it just yet. Either way, Until you actually buy it and spend the money, there are opportunities for you to change your mind and the business to lose the sale. Next step, step five, is purchase. Very simply, that's when people pull the trigger and commit through a contract or spending the actual money. This sounds simple enough, but still, there are small opportunities to lose the sale in that process. Think about if you decide to buy something, something specific, and you head into the shop, but the sales assistant is just super rude and unhelpful. You may decide to walk out despite having walked in there with a clear purchase in mind and instead go somewhere else. Just as importantly for me, however, there could be opportunities to make a bigger sale with cross-selling and upselling if you play your cards right and you need to be aware of that as a business. Finally, after the sale is completed comes step six, post-purchase evaluation. Now, this step is super important, but I'll cover that off after the break. 
While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. I always love hearing about businesses that are doing awesome marketing. So if you know of anyone we should be talking about or talking to, just let me know and I'll see if I can get them on the show. I'm always looking for subjects and topics. But I also love hearing from you, the listeners. So hit me up on social media or email. Seriously, like right now, jump on. Let me know where you are and what you're doing and what episode you're listening to. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Head to the marketingbuilder.net website. Send me a message and I'll definitely respond and say hi. As I said before the break, after step five, the purchase is completed, comes step six, post-purchase evaluation. For me, this is a super important step, and often a lot of examples around the buyer decision process leave this step out. I'm not sure why. It seems crazy because we've all heard the stats around how much more expensive it is to find a new customer as opposed to retaining one. So it makes 100% sense to me for you to consider it in your buyer decision process. As such, step six, post-purchase evaluation, is where the customer evaluates whether what they bought was a good decision. Now, the thing is, this isn't something that should happen in isolation of you, the business, the marketer. You can actually have a massive impact on helping to ensure that their evaluation is a positive one, and we all know how that can lead to great word of mouth, repeat business, and online reviews. So I want to share a story that highlights this example. And one day I was sitting on the lounge watching some afternoon football and having a coffee, maybe a little biscuit or a donut, and my wife walks in and she says, I've had enough of our terrible vacuum cleaner. It doesn't work properly. I'm off to get a new one. Hang on, hang on. I said, I'll go and get it because, look, I knew she's probably just going to go down the shop. She's going to get the most expensive one. So she says, fine, but it has to be a Dyson. What? Why? I said, And she said, I've always just wanted a Dyson. My mum has always had a Dyson, so I've always wanted one. So a side note, it's often said that in sales and marketing that purchases are really rational and very often emotional, just like this one. But we might leave that topic for another day. So I say, okay, a Dyson it is. And she said, great, awesome, go get the Dyson. She's pretty clear. So that's the first step covered off, awareness. Now, admittedly, my wife had been aware of the issue for some time. I'd only just become aware of the issue, or probably more correctly, I've really only just started paying attention to it. But my wife had probably had a new vacuum cleaner in her mind for some time, but not decided to act. So I jump online, I do a bit of research, and I can't really figure out what separates the five or six different models they have. I mean, seriously, how the hell am I supposed to know how many watts of power I need or the bristle configuration or the pet attachment? It was just all mumbo-jumbo to me. So 
In many situations where people can't figure out the difference in things, they'll often opt for safety and pick the price in the middle because they don't want to get ripped off and they don't want something cheap and nasty. So price becomes a surrogate for quality. That's exactly what I did. I just decided online without speaking to anyone to go for the model in the middle and I'll jump in my car and head to the shops. So that's steps two, three and four covered off. I was aware that's step one, but then step two was I researched and I evaluated and four, I made a decision. And I walk into the shop, I tell the assistant I want X model and I ask what's the best price and I walk out with a new vacuum cleaner. That's step five covered off, I made the purchase. I get home, my wife's pretty happy because the Dyson works amazing, it's awesome, but we're horrified at how dirty our carpets have been. However, at this step, step six, post-purchase evaluation, we've both decided that the purchase was pretty good because the vacuum cleaner works so much better than the old one. Anyway, I jump online, I fill out the warranty card so that you're covered and all that sort of stuff, and we get on with our lives on our nice new clean carpets. Then... About two to three months later, I get an email from Dyson with the subject line, it's time to clean your filter. And I open it and it says, I should clean my vacuum cleaner filter every three months. And if I wanted to know how to do it properly, just click on the link for the handy video and they'll show me how. Hey babe, I yell, do you ever clean the filter on the old vacuum cleaner? The what? She yells back from the other end of the house. The filter, did you ever clean the filter on the old vacuum? I reply, no, she says, and I say, me either. I didn't even know we were supposed to. I never even thought about it. So right there in that moment, Dyson solidified my positive post-purchase evaluation and created a brand loyal customer for life. Why? Because they actually took the time to create some content, seemingly boring content, how to clean your filter, that was actually really valuable to me and helped me get the most out of my purchase and give it longevity and help it work the best it could. They could have just let us use a vacuum cleaner for a few years until it stopped working, just like the old non-Dyson vacuum cleaner we had. And then we probably would have bought another Dyson, I suppose, but they realize the importance of the post-purchase evaluation and actively influence it and don't leave it to chance. So those steps, and it doesn't matter if you are buying chewing gum or need a new house or a vacuum cleaner, the steps are always the same. All the changes is how long we spend at each step and the attention we give each step. Remember, every purchase, someone goes through the six steps of the buy decision process, which are one, awareness, two, research, three, evaluation, four, decision, five, purchase, six, post-purchase evaluation. So what are you to do with all of that? Well, for patrons, head to the show notes for episode five at marketingbuilder.net and follow the link to the Patreon page and download the buyer decision process map. It lays out the six steps, but provides space next to each step for you to start listing firstly, the questions and information needs of people at each step. And secondly, the type of content you can create for them, such as blogs, videos, you could run events, podcasts, eBooks, fact sheets, purchase calculators, whatever it is they need. If you're not a patron of the show, then for just four US dollars per month, you can access all of the free resources such as worksheets, guides, and templates that are just growing and growing each episode, plus access bonus patron-only Q&A shows, access to the Marketing Builder Facebook group for discussions and advice, and I'll add you to the Marketing Builder WhatsApp group where I just share my random thoughts and encounters around marketing on my travels. You can also access live shows, streams and recordings, and I'll even give you a personal shout-out for you and your business on the show. To become a patron of the show, just head to marketingbuilder.net and click on the patron link. That's a wrap for episode five. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and it's been amazing having you listen to the show, and I trust you got lots of value out of it. Remember, as always, marketing is about finding people with a need and getting them to trust you. 
Did you like this episode? Did you love it? Good. Make sure you don't miss the next one. And subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. I'd also love to hear from you and what marketing you are crushing right now. Or maybe you're finding something a little bit tough and you need some advice or you have a question about it. So please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston or Fire Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome. And I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. This show was developed, hosted, and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.